your positive, positive, positive imprint. Stories are everywhere. People and their positive action inspire positive achievements. Your PI could mean the world to you. Get ready for Your Positive Imprint. Hello, this is Catherine, your host of Your Positive Imprint, the variety show podcast featuring exceptional people from around the world. Nurse Fiorella is an ICU nurse in New York City. Her positive imprints go beyond the ICU room, but right now she has had to adapt her positive imprints to the need because she is exceptional. She provides an account of her own reality. Check out my website, yourpositiveimprint.com, where you can also sign up for podcast updates. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram, Your Positive Imprint, and connect with me on LinkedIn, Twitter, What's Your PI. Hit that follow or subscribe button. This podcast is free. Your Positive Imprint. What's your PI? Fiorella is an amazing positive imprint. She organizes different fundraisers, and the most recent being the American Brain Tumor Association. Her heart is in serving her community as a healthcare provider. She is a nurse in what is right now North America's epicenter for the coronavirus, the state of New York. Before reality set in with this pandemic, she was so busy planning her wedding coming up in August. And today, right now, is her day off, but she went into work to help and is taking the time during her lunch break to bring us her message. And I know time is limited, Fiorella, and I want to start out first by saying God bless you and, of course, all of our healthcare providers and first responders and law enforcement worldwide. Fiorella, thank you so much for coming on this podcast and sharing your message. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's the first first podcast I've ever been a part of. So I'm honestly very excited to talk and to share with you guys. Well, and I know that later on when all this is over, we can have you on again and actually go into (laughs) a real deep dive of your positive imprints because you really do so much. But right now, again, I know your time is limited, but you have messages that you want to bring and a reality that we only see on the news, at least for me. Um, Yeah, so I think just in general, it's always really hard for people to understand things that they cannot see. It's even hard for our family members of our patients to understand because unfortunately to protect fellow staff and also protect um, patients and family members themselves, we're not allowing family members at the time. So it's hard to really understand the gravity of the situation when people can't see it. But it is really serious. Um, it is really heartbreaking. And I just want people to understand that this is real and that people themselves individually can make such a big difference. And it's in the simplest way, just by, you know, staying at home, minimizing interaction with so many people. This is controllable and people can have an impact on this by following these guidelines. I will also say that in the midst of all of this, that absolute outpouring of love and support and just the little things every day that people do to support all the essential employees that are still going in, whether that's um, the worker at the grocery store, us here in the hospital has just been absolutely amazing and has just made my heart completely swell because people have been amazing. That is good to hear. And you you said something controllable. Yeah. So um, I think it's also being said a lot that this does affect older adults and the immunocompromised. You know, we are seeing plenty of people um, in their 20s, 30s, and 40s. Yes, they do have underlying health conditions, but 
it doesn't change the fact that they're a 20 year old or they're in their 30s or in their 40s. Those are all very young people. I will say that I, I do think that this is controllable. The way you do it is your individual actions every day, really limiting, you know, how many times you talk face to face with someone that you don't already immediately, immediately live with that isn't in your, you know, daily group. I understand that this is changing plans for so many people. I have friends who have had to cancel weddings. I, you know, I don't know how long this will last. But maybe I'll have to postpone mine. It's, it's really fundamentally changing lives on a daily basis. But I think when you, like me, see, are confronted with what this virus can do and the absolute havoc that it can wreak on someone's body, you kind of just get slapped in the face and are like, well, well, duh, of course we have to do all these things. Of course we have to close schools. And if I have to postpone my wedding, of course I would do that because like I said, it's easier for me to understand seeing it. And it's so hard, I think, for the general public to understand that they're, you know, oh, well, me going to this happy hour with a group of 10 friends, that's not, that's not, it's not a big deal. That's not going to change anything, but it really might especially if you are carrying and then whoever you're interacting with goes and interacts with someone else. And and you mentioned that the family members of those that are sick cannot even stay and remain with their family members. Yeah, um, it's for several reasons. I mean, it's absolutely heartbreaking, especially being in an ICU and um, unfortunately seeing people pass away from this and letting family members become aware of the fact that they can't be there with them as they're passing away is just probably one of the worst things you could tell somebody, but it's for several reasons. So if this family member lives, you know, if they live together, you can safely assume that that family member most likely also would test positive, even though we don't swab them or maybe they're not symptomatic, they most likely would test positive. So as they come in and they interact with people, they can put staff at danger. They can put anyone at danger that they come into contact with on their way to the hospital. So we've, as we talk to family, we just ask all of them um, to please stay home as much as possible. I, I mean, it's heartbreaking. That truly is heartbreaking because one of the things that um, we truly feel that we want to do is to be there with our loved ones to, you know, wish them the best on their journey into the next life and whatever people believe, whatever religion they believe, whatever that is for them. And so how is the mentality of the healthcare workers, the healthcare providers that you interact with daily, are they keeping their spirits up? Um, the negatives have been very few. That's good. Um, the positives have been the majority, so I will say we can focus on that because the negatives I think have been just a few mean people, but um, the positives, I mean, I've had friends, not even friends, like acquaintances from college reach out, offer me coffee, um, treat me to coffee, treat me to like lunch. So I would say the positives are the majority of what we're seeing. Um, I will say the healthcare staff, it just kind of depends when you, when you get them. I think it's a roller coaster. I just so happened to work in a medical ICU and um, the um, COVID-19, one of the main things it does is really affect the lungs. And that's why everyone's talking about ventilators and 
the number of events and all that. And we just so happen to really be able to know how to manage the medical ICU knows how to manage the disease that results, which is ARDS, acute respiratory distress syndrome. But we have all of our ICUs kind of looking to us now um, because, you know, these are nurses, staff that aren't used to taking care of patients with this condition that are being thrown into this. It's like I was talking to my cousin who, um, my future cousin-in-law, who's been a great support, but she's a teacher and I was trying to explain it to her. It's kind of, it's, she's a seventh grade math teacher, so it's kind of similar to being a seventh grade math teacher and now you have to teach 11th grade physics and here's a one hour crash course and here are all your resources wow. and all right good luck here we go and is because it because just, yeah. go ahead it's, yeah it's just because we um the patients are coming in so quickly um the medical ic only has a certain number of beds you know so we have to put these patients where we can luckily we still have beds to put them in it just so happens that we don't like they, they can't be in the medical icu they are being treated by different services that don't normally treat this kind of thing. But I will say the camaraderie around supporting one another in the hospital um, has been amazing. And our, you know, we have these hospital unit group texts and we just all keep saying we're all in this together. We need to support our fellow staff in whatever unit that they're in because I mean, I can't imagine how terrifying it would be taking care of someone that I'm not normally used to taking care of. I am used to taking care of these patients, but not just in the vast quantities that we're seeing. Um, sometimes in our unit, we'll have one or two patients like this, not, you know, 80% of patients that have the same diagnosis. Wow. So it, it's hard, especially when you have all these patients come in. It's not a quick turnaround. You can't just get these patients out and keep, you know, giving treatment and hopefully having these people recover and send them back home because that's what what we're seeing in the ICU. And granted, we see the worst of the worst. We're seeing, you know, one end of the spectrum. So understand that that's where my viewpoint is. The amount of medical resources um, just to treat one person is really incredible. I'm not from New York originally, so I didn't really follow New York politics. Being able to tune in daily to Cuomo's presentations and press conferences it's like you're in class like this is what happened in the last 24 hours these are the numbers this is what's going on and he's very honest and very blunt and whether you like what he's saying or not I really do appreciate just the facts and I love that he you know he he will make time to say you know these are the facts these are my opinions and like New Yorkers right now really do appreciate how transparent and the constant communication the constant numbers the same messaging. I think, you know, at first, a lot of healthcare staff was frustrated that, I mean, everyone was just kind of like, close it all down, lock it all down. And I understand why, you know, everyone's tentative to do that, because it's I, the economic impact that it's taking, you know, on everyone, you know, my fiance included, I, I get it. It's, it's crazy to even wrap your mind around it. But I, in general, the political flavor we all feel very supported in New York from our governor. It's great to know that even if the problems aren't getting fixed, someone's acknowledging them and they're saying, hey, this sucks. I know it sucks. I'm trying. And just the sheer acknowledgement of the situation goes a long way. Well, that's 
so good to know that you do feel the support from your governor because that's so important. Yeah. And I do want to say, you know, there are different hospital systems in New York. So this is my my experience. I know some hospital systems are in way worse dire straits than my hospital system. So I don't want to diminish if like anyone is not feeling that. And we're all in we're all in different boats kind of with, I guess, the preparedness of different hospital systems. So I can only speak from the preparedness of where I work and how we feel the response has been. That's very kind of you to say those words. Yes, absolutely. It all starts from the top. And um, we're so frustrated that I think the tone of a lot of Americans as to why this isn't a big deal is because it was broadcasted as a hoax for weeks you know, that's when you should have taken it seriously. When cases were just popping up, that's when you take big action. In New York, unfortunately, we're, I mean, it's blown out of control. These counties and these states that want to lessen restrictions, if you have a low number, that's when you got to double down, lock down. You got you to gotta keep it that way. And you're not going to keep it that way by just opening things back up. Um, you got to be strict. And I know it's really tough having kids out of school, having people out of work. I understand. But just the sheer number of this, everyone is going to know someone that was impacted, whether they were ill, whether they passed away. Everyone in the United States will be impacted by this um, on a personal level. And so when you want to think about making an impact, Think about your individual actions affecting the people that you know, your circle, and maybe the people that you know, your friend's grandmother or your friend's mother or whoever it may be. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you can take, you know, your last couple minutes before you need to go with whatever other messages you want to bring. Fiorella, go ahead. Yeah. Um, I think obviously I have such a unique perspective on this because I'm in a medical intensive care unit in New York City where it just, you know, feels like mayhem all the time right now. It's the new normal. But I just want to say that people can really make a difference. You can make a difference in this thing, whether it's, you know, out of reasons you don't want to get sick or out of love for someone that you know that you don't want them to get sick. We want to look back because I do think that this pandemic will fundamentally change some parts of our healthcare system, some parts of our government. But we want to look back and and hopefully say that we took it seriously. And you don't want to be like, look back and say, oh, I wish I I wish I had been more strict about what I had done. Um, We have family. My family has family in Italy and it's heartbreaking. My mother lives in Spain right now, um, and I think they just had the single highest death toll in a 24-hour period for Spain. This isn't going anywhere in the next few weeks. It's not going anywhere by Easter. So I know it's going to be a tough few weeks, few months ahead. But for people, if they don't know what to do, just know that in your daily actions, you can choose, you know, whether you want to try your best to avoid the spread of this pandemic. And I know it's also hard being at home and kind of being cooped up. Um, There are so many different ways to help if you feel like you want to help. 
we have had so many people reach out to our hospital, to our unit. So if you don't know what to do, you know, stay home, wash your hands, reach out. Um, it's the little things for everyone working through this that have made such a huge difference and make each day bearable. Today was my day off and my my coworkers kind of begged me to come in and I do it for them. I do it for my patients. We want people to get better. We just really want people to get better and we want to help people. But we need help from everyone in the United States to, in order for us to do our job. We need people to stay home so this thing can slow down and we can save some lives. Well, thank you so much. And, and um, listening to that from a health worker is just, uh, it's reality. It's a, it's a yeah. tough, it's a very, very tough reality. And yeah, I know, I know. I've been just an emotional, emotional mess, I feel like, in the past couple of weeks because, you know, we we really do come to work to try and save people and it's really heartbreaking when you just keep losing and losing and losing but um it's the little wins we're gonna save a lot of people but we just we just need the help from everyone 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 is right fiorella i don't want to take up any more of your time i know you need to go get a bite thank you again so much for sharing and blessings yes Thank you so much for having me. Oh, absolutely. Mm, thank you. Thanks, Fiorella, for your positive imprints. Listeners, perhaps an important contribution of making your own positive imprints, at least for now, is to hang out at home if you can. Wherever you are, you can learn more from World Health Organization at who.int or check with your local health department for ways to support your community. Thanks for listening. Hit that subscribe or follow button now. Your positive imprint. What's your PI?